Hey, welcome to the home for anime. It's Cameron, and I'd like to welcome you yet again to the celebration of Kyoto Animation, also known as Volume 4. And as you can tell from the tone of my voice, it is time for another homie check-in. And I thought it would be really great to get Drew on this time, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hi, Drew. Hey, what's up, man? Happy to be back. Drew, you and I, we believe in this concept very heavily. Um, the concept of found family, which, of course, we have found with one another and that we have with other friends. And <laughs> yeah, that concept is found and used heavily in Kyoto Animation's anime, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's rampant in a lot of anime, but that anime in particular does a good job with it. I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, so Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid follows Miss Kobayashi, whose name we don't actually know. We don't know her first name. But one night when she is just wild, stupid, drunk. Just absolutely plastered. Oh, yeah. She absolutely plastered. Starts seeing dragons and shit. <laughs> well, yeah, she, she does indeed start seeing dragons. And she sees a dragon with a giant sword in her side. <laughs> and she pulls that sword out. And this dragon has a thing against humans. But... Kobayashi gets her to start drinking with her and they become friends and then the next day the dragon shows up at Kobayashi's doorstep saying oh well you invited me to come live with you as your maid so here I am and at first Kobayashi's like oh gosh what do I what do I do um no and then she's like okay sure only to find out that the dragon, whose name is Toru, is madly in love with her for saving her life and showing her kindness. Yeah. And as the show progresses, we get other dragons. We get the adorable Kana. We get the... How do I say this? The obscene, slightly obscene, Lukoa. We get the glutton Elma and the absolute death metal lord Fafnir. Mm -hmm. Love Fafnir. Fafnir is incredible. And of course we get more human characters, but I, I'm going off on a tirade now just naming all of them. What I'm getting to is that over the course of these two seasons that are available, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid and then Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S, in which where we are introduced to the last dragon thus far, Ilu, there is just this focus on the slow progression of all of their relationships and how they all become friends and family. Like how Kobayashi has Toru, Kana, and then Ilulu living with her. And that's like her makeshift family because she's not really that close to 
anyone. And I just think that is so cool. I think that it's an extremely important concept and it's a really great feeling when maybe you can't depend on your own family for certain things, whether it be, you know, financial or physical support or mental just, support, emotional just love, support. Honestly. Yeah. Like just love. Conditional love. Um, you know, it's often really telling when you see like a lot of these tropes or a lot of similar um, plot points or, you know, the, the ways that characters come together and how they support one another. Like we say Kobayashi does it really well and it does. And I love it. It's yeah. The strongest aspect about the show for me personally. But, you know, you, again, you see this constantly in anime. Uh, I mean, right now, Spy Family is like the most popular or one of the most popular found family anime going on right now. Um, I mean, One Piece is my favorite. And that's all about found family, how the crew comes together. And it just makes me kind of sad because <laughs> I got to imagine how, 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 how prominent this feeling is of just being isolated or alienated from other people. You have to find comfort in anime. I'm not saying that it's a sad thing itself. It's just that, you know, probably other people are feeling the same way. It's probably what makes these series so popular and, and relatable. So yeah. And so emotionally resonant. It's, yeah. I remember uh, around the time when this show came out, maybe a little bit before, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I couldn't really count on my own family for anything. And, it got to the point where like I wasn't even coming home for holiday breaks and things like that. And I felt like I was getting more support from certain people in my life, like this really nice woman who I now consider to be like my real big sister. I mean, I've, I've mended some of my family ties, but like this person has just been there for me exponentially since the day we met. And of course, like I have Ryan, who just great guy. And you and I, we have just been, our relationship is incredible, to say the least. Yeah, it's really, um, especially after you like you leave college, it's, you know, there's often the idea that it's so hard to make friends as adults when really it's like, you know, the opportunities for it is so small. It feels like, and you can put yourself out there, but, you know, these past two years have been, strange global pandemic and all but you know there's there's ways to find solace yeah i it has been really stressful and you're right pre excuse me and like during the pandemic and even after you you're absolutely right it's hard to get in contact with like new people and it's hard to put yourself out there and it's really telling how much we really come to value the people in our lives and how we make time for certain individuals because I mean, when we were in college, like we we were cool, but it was really around when the pandemic started that you and I 
we really like ramped up our friendship and we we couldn't really count on many other people and we just really gravitated toward each other and i mean we know each other's secrets and we know <laughs> yeah, we know no shit. hey 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 hey, hey. I'm, yeah, just yeah, 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 I'm just saying yeah, yeah. i'm just saying and i mean we we know each other's like dreams and desires and all that different type of stuff and we just we are just consistently there for each other i mean usually when i'm doing the more jocular opening i always say you know my best ocurrendo or like my brother was like you are my brother you know and laying it on thick i really appreciate you got me I'm feeling good over here, man. It's a homie check-in. That's us. This is this is just a way to let people know that they very well might not be the only ones going through what they are going through because family is hard, and sometimes it's just so great to be able to form relationships that feel like family and dare I say, even if you do have a good relationship with your family, you can't really always be the person who you want to be with them. And you need that outside love and care that only a found family member can give you. Yeah. Man. This stuff is tough. Really. I don't know. I feel like there's so many ways relationships can go wrong, especially ones that you form like online, which you see a lot more of now, mm-hmm. uh, probably within the past decade or so. Um, but and it creates like different ways to form relationships, also different ways to like, I don't want to say manage them, but you know, etch out certain boundaries, but also like certain ways to converse um i'm not i mean like you and i we don't we don't live too close to each other or anything so a lot of our communications like calls text messages these uh podcast episodes that's that's how we converse mm-hmm. um we have hung out in person before and stuff like that, and that's all that's always great yeah but like i don't know like people like i've had conversations with older people who aren't as tech savvy and then don't realize just how important like technology has become in terms of communicating and kindling like relationships. And so that has me looking like what our relationships going to look like in the future, you know, not a lot of like media, like, like how would a found family look like in a sci-fi, you know, aside from like intergalactic wars or, <laughs> And they will sell sci-fi tropes. Yeah, it is. It is kind of scary to think about, and it's it's wild. the The concept. I mean, it's so endearing and it's so powerful, but it's just so wild that this is what we have come to in the twenty twenties. You know what I mean? For sure. With Dragon Mate, there's this non-reliance on technology, I would say. I mean, 
they have TVs and like they have phones and stuff, but they are actively going to each other's houses or like they live together or yeah. they see each other at work or things like that. And of course, you know, pre-pandemic, that might have been a thing. During the pandemic, of course it wasn't. Post-pandemic, I don't I don't see it that much. Um but it's just like one how close do you have to be because like again you and i we don't live very close to each other um so i can't just drive down on any given day and be like oh, oh going to going to see drew at his at his work or like me and drew are going out for drinks uh on thursday friday cartoon cartoon friday hooray but two it's like of course this is a, a magical kind of show like they're mythical beasts and like i can't i also can't fly over to you i don't have the clairvoyance to like check on you when i want to and there's just something about the convenience that these characters have in dragon maid that believe it or not that's not the that that's probably what makes the show a little more worthy of my envy than the fact that like yo there are dragons that can fly because i'm like i wish i could you know be there more and be with the people more who i have come to love so dearly it's funny that the the, the two fantastical elements are these the soft magic system paired up with the existence of dragons and also having just a shared living space with people that love and respect you <laughs> yeah and i really this is another thing that i really have come to appreciate um dragon maid helped me realize that the boundaries that you might have trouble setting in your in your family you can establish those boundaries and you can learn and respect them and accept them with your found family because like i mentioned earlier toru is really in love with kobayashi and i mean she does some some creepy stuff every now and then um but it kind of seemed like in the first season she was really forcing that that affection onto her. And in the second season, she just calms down exponentially as she starts to realize, okay, I really don't want to push this person away because, of course, this is more than just a maid-master relationship. This is the person who I want to spend the rest of her natural life with because you know uh, toru is a dragon they live a very long time and kobayashi is just a human who wants to live and die as a human um so i just think that's also amazing that they are able to set these boundaries learn from them and respect them because it gets to the point where Kobayashi is like, you know what? I think I really 
like I, I I love Tori, like being a part of my family, being a part of my household. But I think I'm starting to fall for her as well because she's, of course, she's affectionate toward me, which I'm not really used to. But also, she's considering me as a person and not just me as an ideal. Like with Found Family, we really do our best to take care of the well-being of the other person and like how we are there for them and try to listen and be aware of what it is that they need. So just really powerful, you know? 100%, man. It's um, it's tough. There's so many elements you can look at with found families, um, and what makes them so endearing. And the thing that I often uh, circle back to is most of these characters, at least in Kobayashi and another anime and stories, um, they're often pushed to the side. They're often trying to overcome their own issues and trying to change as a person and you see a lot of that change uh, come through with their relationships with those closest to them or that they're forming and it shows them messing up and i think that's such an important part of the found family trope is like it's not just seamless transition into like this respectful and loving relationship it's like you, you have to actively work for it right and i think with people that aren't too expose or aren't that exposed to like unconditional love or just having someone that actually cares for them or feels like they understand that um it's good to see those mistakes it's really good to see those mistakes yeah definitely because i mean you and i even in our relationship we have made those mistakes nah did you say nah nah don't ruin this man everything's perfect I mean, well, I mean, things are... I mean, obviously, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... No. Because, like, you know, there are times, like, you've had to set boundaries. There are times I've had to set boundaries. But, like, we always... we It, it means so much to us to preserve and build even further on this relationship that we have that even though we might mess up or even though we might be self-conscious about things that we say or do and you know we come back and we're like is, is this okay like did i did i did i hurt you did i offend you we just think that it's worth preserving and and building and working on this because i mean it's great it's amazing um and like we dare i say we can say that we strive for some form of per- perfection with relationships like these even though i mean ours is pretty perfect so you know but it's just something that we want to see continue to grow and improve because i mean we're already thicker than thieves but it for sure it's always something that can be even better and that's something that you really do find with found family is that 
Like those are the ones that you like. Of course, you don't want to lose your actual family, but like the found family, like the ones who you super care about, you don't want to lose that ever because that's just so uncommon. Yeah, it really is. Um, or at least it's starting to feel like that more and more. I don't know. Like, I feel like whenever a lot of these like personal issues or like you know those thoughts you have like oh maybe what i said wasn't you know kind or maybe i overstepped a boundary but like the other person isn't really telling you that like you kind of have to check on yourself and reflect on what you said or maybe what you've done i think that's uh i think that's a good sign that you at least you're trying and making moves towards the right direction because oftentimes in relationships you know those conversations aren't easy (laughs) And also, a lot of times they're like either not taken seriously or just flat out neglected. And I think if you really want to make something work, um, even if you're not perfect, and then I don't think anyone really is, uh, I think owning up to mistakes, but also like just starting the conversation on your end, it's a good way to approach those. Uh, <laughs> it's just so nice because. It's so nice to have that feeling of caring for someone and that feeling of being cared about. And I just feel like everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves to have people who are just like ridiculously down for them like willing to take their feelings into consideration like people who you like you can get frustrated you can get mad like it's it's family it's family but it's a family that you make yourself and it's a relationship that means that much to you so you know uh, as an adult i'm like i i don't want many more members in the family like if they come along great but like i have like you know my sister and like i have ryan and i have drew and like i have other people but like it's like i'm good you know i am good i am in a good place and i have those people who i can genuinely rely on and again just i i really hope that everyone knows that they are worthy of that and that they deserve that like if you are willing to treat someone with kindness and respect and love, then you you deserve to have that back. So found family for the win, Miss Kobayashi's dragon maid. Take the etchy out and like some of the little suspect parts, and it's it's really it's it's such a yeah, good show. Parts, yeah, those parts are. The, yeah, it's a really great show and. This is one of the few times where I can say I prefer the anime over the manga. So take that for what you will. Yeah, you don't, I don't hear that often from you too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. And I would urge anyone and everyone to watch Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And Tree, do you have anything else you want to say before I sign out? No. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're able to join me. Thank you for joining me. And thank you all for listening to yet another episode of the home for anime. 
If you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat, or you can email me recommendations at ouranimehome at gmail.com. If you want to support what it is I'm doing, then please consider donating to the Patreon. We have some really sick tiers on there, including having this community Discord server that I'm actually really loving so far. And we do things like watch parties, and you get access to exclusive podcast episodes that don't show up on the Apple Musics and the Spotify's and the Google Podcasts and stuff like that. So it's definitely worth checking out. And I really hope that you all find your family, your your found family. I hope that you find your found family. And with that, Drew, I love you. And we... Love you too, man. <laughs> and we are out. <laughs>